What is up, DGAFers? All right, so we are here 100% sober. Not drunk, but we'll do some more drunk episodes. If we you will. Want. We will. We'll talk about that later in this yes, episode. Yes, we do. So we this we just finished this episode and we're like, oh my gosh, this is like one of our best ones yet. I and think. I know we say that all the time, but I truly think you guys are going to resonate with this so, so much and not feel alone. Yeah. And we kind of got off topic, which I think those are some of the best episodes we do is when it just like naturally leads in, into this different, these different tangents mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's always just so natural. So we talk about breaking points and really just some of the, the things that have happened in our lives that caused us to make changes and what changes we made. Yeah. And just kind of talking you through, like, we all can experience a breaking point at some point in our life, like, where you're just sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, so you take action on something, but we just want you to be aware, be aware that sometimes those actions that you take might not be the best um, because you're just so desperate for the change, so just making sure that when you do come up to a breaking point that we want to, we want to kind of point out what's very important to pay attention to and obviously it's mindset yeah. first so if you're at a breaking point with your health with your fitness with whatever just make sure you take a step back and really see what your options are for your action steps and try your best to make that educated yeah <laughs> decision yeah. don't do something extreme and that's going to make your situation worse no and you're gonna hear in this episode we tell you the extremes that we both went to and why they didn't work and I think, you know, I'm grateful that I went through all of that because that got me to the point where we can share all of this with you and and hopefully talk you out of doing something that we did. Yes, 100%. So as you're listening to this episode, if you feel like you have had a breaking point or maybe we've made you realize that you're at your breaking point during this episode, you know, reach out to us. You can always take a screenshot of this and tag us in your stories, but we really truly love the conversations and our direct messages. That's where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. We are open to having conversations. We'll probably tell you to get on a call with us because that's how we we roll. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We really get to know you there, but we don't want you sitting here and realizing that you're at your breaking point and scared to reach out. Like, this is some we're going to help you through that in the mm-hmm. responsible healthy way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so don't forget to rate and review us as well. Yes. Tell us if you want more drunk episodes. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> let us know. I'm excited to see what you think about that. All right. Okay. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGAFer, like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a bloop what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. So how many of you enjoyed our drunk podcast yesterday or the other week? (laughs) 
<laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I feel like it should have been yesterday. I know. Last episode. Yeah. Oh do we need to do more of those? Let uh, us know. Yeah, Write us a review and let us know. Yeah. We would love to see. <laughs> we, got a, we got a lot of mentions and stories about how ridiculous we were. I can't bring myself to listen to it because I'm embarrassed. I listened. It wasn't that bad. Okay. I'm just still scared to listen to it. But anyway, so we're not drunk in this episode, no. sadly. But we'll do some more. Sadly. We'll do some more for sure because I think... It just spices things up. Well, yeah. Well, and we, you're right, though. We do – you did say this in the last episode. You probably don't remember. Yeah, probably But we talked so much about being fit and social. Like, we, we don't really share the social. I know. We're, like, so, like, hey, guys, we're going to help you with this and proper. Yeah. And it's, like, you need to hear us when we're not our proper selves. Yeah. So we'll do that every once in a while. Yeah. And not that drinking is everything about your social life, but we like to occasionally. Yeah. And we want you guys to know who our true selves are. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, our conversation today is going to be about breaking points. And the reason we wanted to do this was because, number one, I actually got asked on Instagram, um, you know, what was that one point in your life that you decided to make this monumental change? You know how you know how everybody you think who has gotten to a point that you want to be, you think it's an overnight success mm-hmm. also. So you're like, when was that point? And then it take you like two weeks to get there? Like... So when I get asked like what my breaking point was, I had to like sit back for a second and think about it because I'm like, oh God, I don't, there was definitely not one day where I was just like, okay, I'm going to be this way now. And, like it wasn't that. And you know what's funny is I had that exact experience. Like the, the one, one day. One day. So we'll talk about okay, that Okay, we'll too. talk about that. So I had multiple breaking points for sure. And each one got me closer to my big time one that actually is going to change my life. (laughs) So um, just a little bit background on me, which I know I've talked about before. Uh, My first breaking point was when I had had my eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So I was going through all of that and my friends actually confronted me about you know, you're getting really skinny. Like what's going on? You're, you know, we'd sit at lunch and they would be like, I don't understand why you're eating a pear for lunch. Like this is bizarre. So I started like really, I knew I had a problem because I was tired, didn't like to go out with anybody. So I kind of had a breaking point of like, I can't do this anymore. And it it had to do with sports. I actually talked about this in my Instagram story because I didn't have enough energy to go to practice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't have, I didn't want to go to practice because I was so focused on my food and all the things. And I'm like, I really love my sports and I love my friends and I was too afraid to lose that. So I decided it was really hard for me to take action in the other direction, but I did it because of that breaking point. That's actually amazing that you were able to do that on your own though. Well, it was not the healthiest way to do it though. I mean, I... I drank a lot of alcohol. I will be completely honest. And, and well, I we, was, we heard that last episode. Yeah, but well, I was no, in high Sorry, that yeah. was your friend. That was my friend. That was yes, friend. that wasn't me. Um, <laughs> no, I'll be honest. In high school, I I wasn't the smartest. I'll just be honest. Um, I started drinking alcohol, and that was the only way in which I could eat food. Mm-hmm. So when I would drink, I didn't care. So I would eat. And so I started, you know, doing that. And as I started eating more, obviously, I started gaining my weight back. And then, obviously, I, I just started eating the way I was eating while I was drinking, which wasn't healthy. No. But it was better than eating a pear only. Right. I was at least getting some food into my, my body. So that was the breaking point there. And so we'll get to the key reason why some breaking points don't lead you down the right path. And that would be an example there. So the definition, actually, I put this in my stories the other day, is a breaking point to me is when you're just so fed up with your current situation that you're ready to take action immediately. Yep. And sometimes 
those actions are good. And sometimes those actions are extreme and bad. Yeah. And I, with that situation, was not good. It was extreme and bad. Um, I also had a, so once I kind of went through high school, I went to college, played sports. Um, and I would say this, this was the time of my life that I completely took for granted and didn't even realize that like, I was just going out, living my life, having the best time ever, not even worrying about my body or nothing. Cause mm-hmm. I was playing sports and active. So it was all good. And I felt really free in college, to be honest. Um, and then when I got pregnant, had Cameron, that's where I had another breaking point. So I was depressed from postpartum depression and I just was sitting on the couch crying and I asked Nick if I was ever going to be happy again. Um, I even asked my mom that too. Like, am I ever going to be like myself again? I feel like I totally morphed into this other person that I hate. And from that point, my mom's like, you have to start doing some of the things that you did before you had Cameron so that you can start feeling like yourself again. So exercise was something that I did occasionally before I had Cameron. So, and I really did enjoy it. Um, So I started doing that. So I did take a good path at that breaking point. Um, And then I had another breaking point where I wanted to try nutrition because I hadn't really ever done it the right way in my life before. So I started following the nutrition plan um, that comes with our workouts actually but I got obsessive mm-hmm. <laughs> again. Well, and, and then I came along into your life and I was like, oh my God, you're so in shape. You should do a fitness competition. <laughs> well, like, you didn't know. Little did I know. Yeah. Of, that I'm an obsessive yeah, restrictor. My bad. That's okay. I came out of it. <laughs> and, and, and I'm competitive. So there's that as well. If somebody tells me like, you should do this and I do it to the, like, I go all out. I'm not just half assing no. anything. No. Absolutely not. So... Did that, got really obsessed, got really skinny again, and started obsessing over my food, all the things. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just so... There came a point after my fitness competition, it was very hard for me to go back to normal eating because I was so used to being so restrictive. But when I finally gained my weight back, because I gained about 20 pounds after my fitness competition... Mm -hmm which was 20 pounds I needed to gain, actually. Um, But to me, it screwed me up. All my pants were way too small. I was wearing a size double zero, by the way, after my fitness competition. So imagine buying all of your shorts at a size double zero, and then, you know, the next summer rolls around, and you're eating like a normal freaking human. You've gained 20 pounds, and you're like, oh, let me just throw on these double zeros that I wore last year, and they don't even fit over your kneecaps. Right. Right. So yeah. then obviously, I mean, you, you still look amazing. You feel amazing, but you have that in the back of your head where you're like, I, I'm, this, I'm screwed up. Right. And I'm, and then I kept telling myself like, well, maybe I need to go back to that crazy diet that I was doing because like these shorts don't fit. And this is like, what's happening? Am I gaining a lot of weight? Like what's going on? And then there was like, I don't know if there was a day, but there was a, a, a I think it was over a few like months where I was like, I'm loving my life. Like, I'm having a blast. I feel very healthy. I'm sleeping good. I'm not having any pains. Like, I was having pains when I was, you know, restricting. And well, you even skipped periods. Oh, yeah, I didn't have so... a period. And my period yeah. was regular. And I just felt, like, human. Like, really awesome. And I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I've never felt this good in my entire life. And I love this and I do not ever want to go back. And so that's where I started really having to work on my mindset and reminding myself almost every single day that I'm happy with where I am. Mm -hmm. And that's a constant thing that I practice so that the obsession doesn't come back. And that was my breaking point to where the mindset became a huge factor. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my story. Well, and, but I want to give you credit because you were so open with me throughout this whole process. And I think that 
that was probably really helpful to have yeah. somebody who would listen and like you could tell me like hey I'm obsessed yeah like I'm so I cried this morning because my shorts didn't fit and right then we could talk through it and like I've I, always been very open like that like I yeah. remember even saying um to my mom when I had my eating disorder that I knew something was wrong with me mm-hmm. that I but I couldn't control it right and her response wasn't what I really needed it was you're fine um which I get she was probably like what like confused and scared and I was like coming to her and she's like if you're you know that normally when you have a big serious issue you don't like go to somebody and tell them I'm, I'm a serious issue right but that's just how I am yeah like I yeah. like to tell people what's going on and I don't and I'm blessed with that I guess you are yeah. So I tell you, like, yeah. um, I need to go shopping because these stupid ass double zeros need to get out of my freaking house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Well, I think you've helped me open up more too and be a lot more vulnerable and, and share my life too. Mm-hmm. So I just, I give you credit for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we want to know Jenna's breaking point. So apparently you had a day. Well, I did. I actually, I kind of want to go back a little bit further though, because I mean, I have always been so all or nothing my entire life. And you've, I know you've heard my story. Well, probably, maybe. Um, I actually started Weight Watchers when I was 14. Mm -hmm. And that's not actually the story I want to tell you today though. But just, just so you know, I've, I've been counting calories, points, something in my life for over half my life. Um, And so I want to go back to when we got engaged and I always had this picture in my head of like looking perfect on my wedding day. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I think, and I even remember a family member telling me when I was maybe 11 or 12, like, I don't give a shit what you have to do. Like on your wedding day, you look amazing. And that stuck in my head. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was almost like, well, I have to look amazing. Like, What I, does look amazing even mean? I don't even know. What does that even mean? That's like the thing. Yeah. Like that person was thinking look amazing meant skinny. Yes. And that's not yeah. – people can look amazing at any at size. Any, any, at any size. Any point in their life. So right. that's ridiculous. Okay. But in my mind, that meant lose as much weight as I could. Mm-hmm. So started working out. I started – like canceling plans with people, not eating anything that I wanted to eat. I would do like chicken and broccoli and like and be like dry and like just nothing, nothing on it. Cause Ugh. I had no clue what I was doing. So my husband and I both looked amazing on our wedding day. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> cause I whatever made, that means, whatever the hell that means. Cause I made him do it with me. Mm-hmm. And then we hopped on a plane to Fiji where we went to Fiji for like 15 days. Didn't work out one time ate shit, drank the entire time we were gone, and came back, and I was like, I didn't gain that much weight. Like, I can just keep going. It's no big deal. Mm -hmm. And so I never got back into a routine because Mm -hmm. the routine I had was not sustainable for my life. No, it was too, like, crazy. It was insane. And I was miserable. Yeah. Oh, I bet you were so mean to people. I was so mean. And all I wanted to do was look good in that stupid fucking dress. Sorry, we'll turn the explicit on. Yeah. (laughs) Again. Once again. Once again. Uh, (laughs) We need to just, like, change our ratings. Yeah. (laughs) So, So that actually lasted, I mean, an entire year at least. I gained 40 pounds back the year after we got married. And that was... Wow. I was miserable. And I remember we were going to Hilton Head with my whole family... And I was sitting in my closet, literally just crying. And I had a pile, just piles of clothes everywhere. And Chad walked in. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, why aren't you packed? I'm like, because nothing fits me. Mm -hmm. I don't have one pair of shorts that I can button. 
that I feel confident in, that I feel comfortable in. I have nothing. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go to Target and I'd buy pants to yeah. take on this vacation. Yeah. And I'm like, this is humiliating that I can't wear anything that I want to wear because I let myself go. And I remember that same trip, I we were standing by the pool, and you know, my family likes to drink heavily on vacations <laughs> together. <laughs> You're always welcome. Completely opposite of my vacations, by oh, the way. Yeah. My family doesn't really drink and they want to go biking and hiking and, and volleyball and running and no. that's what we're all We literally like. <laughs> get up we get up in the morning like Blake make bloody Marys and like someone's jumping in the pool with their clothes on by like four. (laughs) That's our pool vacation. No one leaves the pool or the beach ever ever. to do anything. Actually, this is off topic, but um, that same vacation, Chad and I actually rented bikes Mm -hmm. and we went to a sushi place and it was only like six miles. We were both so out of shape. That you died. We died on the way there. It was hot as hell. It was in Hilton Head, first of all. right. Died on the way there and we're like, screw this. We got in, we ordered beers and like a shit ton of sushi and then called my dad to come pick us up (laughs) with the bikes. You know, six miles on a bike is not even far. It's nothing. It literally takes like 10 minutes. Okay. In my defense, (laughs) in my defense, these bikes were shit. They're the rented ones. They like don't even have pedals. Like they were shit. I just wish I could have seen this happen. Well, and I fell off my bike and because oh someone God. was coming at me and my I had flip-flops on. That was also an issue. Yeah. I had flip-flops, old Navy flip-flops on and I tried to stop myself and I burned a <laughs> hole through the whole bottom of my flip-flop. <laughs> and then I fell off my bike. Oh. On the way there. My So I was just God. like pissed in general yeah. this whole vacation yeah. basically. <laughs> this is where we're getting. Um, yeah. So my dad had to come pick us up from the sushi restaurant. With our bikes. Yeah. I had to sit on my bike in the car. <laughs> like, it was not great. So, anyway, that same vacation, my cousin actually at one point pushed me into the pool with all my clothes on. And I, like, you know, obviously kidding around should be funny. Now, if that happened, I would think it was hysterical. Yeah, you'd be like as, peeing your pants. As long as I, like, didn't have my phone in my pocket. Right. <laughs> like, otherwise, it would be fine. And I was humiliated. Like, so embarrassed because my shirt was like sticking to my stomach and I was like, I was just, I couldn't wait to get out of there. Right. Because I felt like everyone was staring at all of my flaws. So I actually, that was the vacation that I went upstairs and I ordered the workout program that got my ass back in shape with. And that's what you and I recommend to a mm-hmm. lot of our clients when they first start. It's home workout program, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. And I ordered it from the my bedroom on that trip. That is after insane. That happened. Yep. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah. This is it. I'm done with this shit. I'm done. Yeah. And I got home, and I don't remember how long it took me to actually press play, but I think, honestly, like, that next week, I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. And... What is up, DGAFers? We are here with a really important interruption. Let's take a second and think about your experiences with health and fitness. So have you ever struggled with a quick fix or a fad diet? Have you ever spent hours pinning healthy recipes only to realize you were feeling ambitious, but that lifestyle just wasn't sustainable? Or maybe you've had really great intentions when you start a new routine, but it's never worked long term. Yeah. And have you ever made those wonderful excuses to try to justify why you just can't seem to get it together? We hear you and we have a solution. Introducing the Fit and Social Mindset Academy. (laughs) So this 12-week program came to life after years of working with clients who seemed to have all the tools, but they still really struggled to change their mindset. 
we realized that there was a really important piece of the health and wellness puzzle that was missing. We built this 12 week program step-by-step to help you get your mindset to a place where you can finally find that balance between being fit and social. Yes. So the best way that we can describe this program is to think of it as an interactive podcast. So you're really going to get the two of us in your living room with you and working with you one-on-one. So what you're going to get is you're going to get six focus videos, kind of like the podcast, but you're going to be able to see us. And they're going to be really focused on areas that we feel you need to master in order to have that fit and social Bind. Absolutely. And we created interactive PDFs that go along with each focus video on topics like gratitude, limiting beliefs, how to dine out at restaurants, how to grocery shop, and really digging into your self-worth and feeling like you deserve to find the balance in your life. In the interactive part, you're going to have seven calls, one-on-one calls with Jenna and me, and we are going to be discussing specifically to you about your routine, your health, your fitness, your mindset, just like Jenna said with the PDFs, but it's custom to you. Absolutely. So bi-weekly check-ins with us, 24-7 access to us through a special app. Anytime you need us, we'll be there. It's like a walkie-talkie, so it'll be really fun. It will. And speaking of customized, tell them what they get. You are going to get our ebook that we've literally poured our heart and souls into, and this is what people have been dying for us to release. This has all of our amazing, fast, easy recipes, meal prep tips, and a customizable nutrition plan just for you that is going to make this so easy. So, so simple. So if you are ready to get on a call with us and just see if this is a good fit, we would love for you to apply using the link in our show notes. Yes. And so when you go ahead and do that, um, we are going to, like she said, get on that call with you and make you feel at home and get to know us a little bit more. Absolutely. All right. Back to the episode. Personally, I could not get my nutrition in line at all. Like I started with workouts and as long as I was working out, I was eating better, but it took me, oh gosh, probably two and a half years to lose 30 pounds because Mm -hmm. I, I would do great Monday through Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, it was just shit. Like I had no control. Yeah. No idea what I was doing. Yeah. I feel like I had a similar breaking point with the nutrition too as well. Like when I was, I started with workouts um, I kind of actually had a breaking point day with the workouts too. I think the mindset piece was a little more wishy-washy same, like same. as how that happened. But the workouts, my mom was like, I was like crying and she's like, you need to work out. And I was like, you have pio, can you just bring it over? Yes. <laughs> like the pio DV is like bawling my eyes out. Cause I'm like, I can't jump. My yeah. C-section hurts. Like I was like, my stomach yeah. was okay. So if you've ever had a C-section, um, first off, I'm just going to, like, I've never been big growing up. Like, I've always had, like, a boyish figure. So, yeah. like, a teenage boy figure, yeah. basically, if anyone can picture that. Um, flat-chested, no curves, no butt, nothing. no nothing. So, when I had Cameron, I mean, my ass blew up like it was no one's business. Like, I, I still have stretch marks on my butt, by the way. Like, if you, like, were to touch my butt bare, you would feel... It's like, I, it looks like zebra, like a zebra on my ass. Yeah. Basically. From that. Wow. From pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. So my butt got huge and which was kind of okay. My boobs got enormous, which I'm, my boobs are teeny tiny, um, which were stretch marks everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then my stomach was literally like a torpedo. It was huge yeah. when, when I was pregnant. So I had stretch marks all everywhere. over my stomach, like everywhere. So when I had Cameron, 
my my brain, I thought when you birthed a kid, your stomach just went zing. Like, yeah. I didn't like, think it, like, went back and, like, looked, like, cute, but, like, it wasn't going to look large. Like, yeah. you're still pregnant. Yeah. Um, so that was a shock. Um, so, so I remember... That was a that, shock. So that was a shock. <laughs> so I remember going to Jared, actually, because I had to get my ring, um, whatever, like, inspected or whatever. Like, this was... Cameron was probably, like, two months old or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into Jared, and it was summer. It was still warm out, so I had a tank top on, and I still was wearing my maternity clothes because I couldn't fit in anything else. Yep. And the lady, I sit down, and she's like, oh, when are you due? <gasps> no. And I was like, I had my son two months ago. And she was like, oh. Oh. I'm like, it's fine. I had a C-section, and it's not, I don't know what to do. I was, like, almost in tears. And oh, I went home and told Nick the story. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, this lady that was pregnant. Like, what? I was, like, so freaking out. I'm like, my stomach's going to look like this forever. So I remember trying my first workout. I broke down to my mom. She brought Pio over. I tried to do the first workout. And the first thing she has you do is, like, in the warm-up. Okay? The warm-up. <laughs> the freaking warm-up. Is, like, a lunge. Like, a runner's lunge, you know? Yeah. Where you're stretching. And I couldn't even, like touch my toes mm-hmm. like at all mm-hmm. my stomach was in the way like I physically I've never felt that before yeah I physically could not my stomach was in the it way was in the way and I mean I knew I knew what that felt like when I was actually pregnant but I didn't know what that felt like when your stomach was jiggle just straight up jelly yeah so I remember trying to touch my stomach and I was like what is go- I've <sighs> never been I've never not been able to touch my toes in my life so that was a challenge to say the least because I didn't want to work out ever again no, after that. I no. was like, I can't touch my toes. Well, it's defeating. This is going to be impossible. I can't even pick my ass off, off the ground. They were doing abs oh. and it was ridiculous. I couldn't even get my shoulder blades off the ground. And I was like, this is like, I don't know. I kept going downstairs and doing it and I got better and better and better and better. But that was my breaking point there. And then my nutrition, I just really wanted to see how far I could go and like how in shape I could get and you know that was the obsessive part too but I was like the one day I was like you know what I'm gonna start doing this and actually follow the containers because we follow these portion control containers it's like I actually just want to see what happens if I do it Mm -hmm. well I got like a 24 pack from it basically amazing um but I got obsessive so I wouldn't let myself drink Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let myself have a treat Mm -hmm. ever Mm -hmm. no brownies no no well, pizza, no nothing. Well, and, like, I remember that was the year that we signed up for beach volley- volleyball with our husband. Yes, and I couldn't even drink in that whole point. I know. The whole <laughs> point. Is, guys, we were 0-27. And, and we were sober. And we were sober the it whole time. It was so, it was my well, fault. Well, I wasn't. Chad wasn't. You guys drank? Only, like, once. I think really? we did afterwards. We stayed once. Oh, but yeah, I wouldn't care if you guys drank. Well, I, I just know, wasn't but it's, drinking. But it's not as fun. Yeah, I was a loser. Together. I'll just say that. I get really crazy when I get in that obsessive. And I will never, mark my words, do that again. Never. Because I know all the tools for my mindset. I know how to get my ass out of that headspace. Yes. Yeah. And I, oh, I think, you know, this is why we've created all the coaching programs we have is because these stories, like, we struggled so hard because we started with workouts. And then we finally started with nutrition, and then we did mindset. Mm-hmm. And we don't want you to do it that way. No, it takes no. too long, and it's really sad. And there's a lot of things that are still screwed up. And if you just focus on the mindset while trying to incorporate things, 
maybe focus on the mindset, incorporate a little bit of workouts, focus on the mindset, incorporate the nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's so much more fun. You, you appreciate the small wins. I feel like so many times when we don't do the mindset first, we don't even look at the small wins. We're like, well, I didn't lose 50 pounds this week. So I'm a loser. Right. Like right. you're not like, well, I was able to do push-ups this week. And I also told my, like, I looked in the mirror after I got ready and was like, damn, I look good. Like you don't, you don't, you, you don't measure that as success, but that no, is. It is. It because is. you're not focused on your mindset. Right. You're focused on the dumbass physical. Yep. And I just remember, I remember when I was teaching full time and they would always have us do professional development. Person. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. hated it. So did I. Like, I bought you a new book. Go home and read it over the I weekend. I would literally, no, I would never do that. I didn't read one. Absolutely not. Nope. I would literally not read one. Yeah. I would just I don't like, think I've actually, well, no, I've read one book cover to cover. I would, like, My highlight <laughs> random shit so it looked like I read yeah. it. I, or, like, look up Cliff Notes. I yeah. hated it. Yeah. So then we start coaching, okay? And our coaching company is like, you should do personal development. And I was like, no. That's, that's hysterical. Yeah, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do <laughs> spend the time reading stupid help, help, self-help books. Like, nah. Yeah. And it changed my entire life. Yeah. But, yeah. but it took me three years to pick up a damn book. Well, and what I think is funny is I was the same exact way. And now we have a podcast. Yeah, I was the <laughs> same exact way. Like, books were just, like, I hate hated books. Um, well, I soon – how weird is that that I figured out that I had a learning disability at the age of, like, 28, because 29. Of, because of what we're doing. Because of my mindset practice yeah. that I was doing. I actually realized that I'm not, like, a moron. I just, like, have a disability. Like, right. I can't – it gets very hard for me to read, and I was never diagnosed with anything, which I think was a huge mistake on the school districts that I was in, and they didn't diagnose me with right. anything as a kid. They totally fucked that up. Yep. Totally. Totally. Um, but it's fine. I'm successful. So, <laughs> middle finger to them. Um, but anyways. But, but talk about self-worth. I mean, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That determined how you felt about yourself for years. Oh, yeah. And you know what my guidance counselor told me when I told him I wanted to be a teacher? He's like, I'd pick a different profession. And I was like, mm. okay, I'm going to go. Do, take the hardest mother effing job, a math teacher, and I'm going to take all the damn math classes at the college that the fucking engineers take, and I'm going to graduate. And guess what? I damn right did. Yeah. And, like, so anyway, I didn't even know, to know that I had this disability until I got older and started realizing who I freaking was. Because when you focus on your mindset, you really know who you are. Yeah. You do. Um, so if you feel lost and you don't know who you are, it's because you're not doing any mindset practice. Yep. And now that I know that I have that disability, I embrace it. And I'm like, dude, it's hard for me to read. I'm just going to listen to books. Well, you got, this is, okay, this is insane. Ready? Today, we put on a seminar at a wellness fair, okay? And I was doing the dishes because we have our cleaning lady coming at 8 a.m. tomorrow. So <laughs> long story short, I'm like, I'm just going to th- do these dishes real quick. Lauren's like, hey, I'm going to start our brochure. You guys, she finished our entire fit and social programming brochure before I could unload the dishwasher and reload it. And I'm like, how in the hell did you do that? Did that just happen? Like that would have taken me like hours. two hours, yeah. three hours at least. And she's like, I don't know. She's like, well, I'm like, you are the most resourceful person I've ever met in my, in my whole life. And it's beautiful. It's so well done. There's not one thing wrong with it. And she, and so we had this conversation and she's like, 
oh my God, like this is my strength because I had to do this to get my way through school. I had to be so resourceful. Like I had to, you know, if I if I had typed something before that my professor critiqued and it was really good, I would copy that and then tweak it a little bit. Like I would copy and paste and tweak it a little bit. Like there was yeah. like so many, there'd be like, oh, I'm not going to create a lesson from scratch. I'm going to go find a lesson that somebody did and I'm going to put my own spin on it because yeah. it's too it's too hard for me to do things from scratch yeah takes me like six years so but here's the difference in like the mentality is I would have sat down and been like okay what's this about and I would have started typing immediately and Lauren went to our website then she went to our podcast episodes and was copying and pasting stuff we've already done sentences from each podcast and she like put them all together and it's this beautiful brochure and I was like what just happened? I'm like, Jenna, we've already written all of this stuff out already. So yeah. let's just go find where it is. Let's copy and paste it. And the brochure's done in five seconds. Done. And she's like, I would have literally never done that. Never. <laughs> never. So I'm- I think we have our own strengths. And I think I didn't realize that this was a strength of mine because I was so critical of like this disability that I had. And now it's like, well, because of it, I have these other strengths. Yeah. So yeah. we're totally getting like off topic. But I think that these stories, we want to tell you these because I feel like it's so easy to look at people on social media and, through, you know, we have, they have a podcast. Oh, my God. They have the social media and they have great filters because, you know what? I like to use a great filter on my pictures. I'm just going to be honest. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, we have a lot of shit we've gone through. Yeah. And that's the only reason we're at this point. And we're not perfect. We're here sharing everything that we continue to go through and continue to learn. 100%. And I don't have everything together. My laundry is as tall as me right now. Yeah. Well, I looked at it this morning. And I was like... Mm, that's pretty much my height. That's how many clothes I have dirty. I don't even know I have. I don't even know how I have underwear. No, like no. I must just buy too many clothes. I know. Apparently, I still have clothes to wear. My, but my, my poor so. my poor husband Chad this morning was like, actually, this was last night. We got home late last night again. This has been a, a long week, but I got home late and he's like, oh, he's like, I don't think I have work pants. And I was like, you're just gonna have to figure that out. Like, I, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm sorry. I was like, I we can do some laundry together this weekend, but I can't get you anything right now there's no chance yeah absolutely not you know what a funny story is there's actually i think somebody on the pa right now we are at the wellness fair we are and um we were like we have to record a podcast because we're kind of behind i told you last time i'm recording podcast so we came into the principal's office yeah um at the school that we're the wellness fair is at and we are recording a podcast on our phone so if you can hear the pa behind us That's why. We're very real. We're not going to act like this no. is like a perfect situation. When we said from day one, we will not edit an episode. Never. Nope. Never. No. All right. Well, with that said, even if she's we're still drunk. talking on the PA. But we're not drunk tonight. No, we're not. We're at a wellness fair. Okay. Yeah, we're absolutely not. We're at a school. We're not drunk. No. We're not. No. We're, I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Oh, my God. We need to go. All right. That's the end of that. Until next time. Goodbye.